To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are here with an incredible woman, Karina Glover. She is the founder and CEO of her headquarters. We're going to talk about what she's up to, but I love this business concept because it's all about helping women owned businesses rise up. And you all know how I am a super geek about that. And that is what my mission is. So when I saw her come through my calendar, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk with her. And so I am lucky enough that this is the second time I've gotten to talk with Karina. So I've gotten to know her a bit, but I, Karina, I'm going to let you talk about your business, but, but what the whole concept is, is that you are revolutionizing a way for women to own businesses, to be seen, to increase their footprint on this planet and to be more successful. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially like our goal, um, as a company is to remove as many barriers as possible and find as many ways that we can serve women-owned businesses. So we do that through corporate services, through our women-owned business certification, and through our platform. So three avenues, all kind of with different approaches on, you know, how do we put more money in women-owned businesses' pockets and how do we remove as many barriers for them as possible? Okay, so I want you to dive into that more, but before we get there, I want you to tell me what inspired you. Like what made you wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to start a business doing this. What was yeah. it? What was that, what was that trigger? Well, I'm going to give you the middle version of the story because if I had my way, her headquarters wouldn't exist. I was going to be an event planner, um, high profile event planner doing work in LA. And I got to that point actually. So I'll kind of start at the beginning. I was a stereotypical broke college student in 2023. I was in my final um, year of college at University of Nebraska Omaha. And I had this idea to start an event planning business. And, and that stemmed from, I had never had issues finding a job before until that time. And I knew I wanted to be in the event planning world. I kept getting declined over and over and over again. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and create my own business. I started it. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska, where I'm from, is a smaller city. Um, not quite small town where everyone knows everyone, but small enough to where like, there's a culture of support, right? And so um, I had this very, very detrimental mindset at the time. And that mindset was, if you're good at something, you should be able to do it by yourself. If you can't do it by yourself, that means you're not that good. Um, and that came back to bite me in the butt, and I paid a high cost for it. So um, fast forward, I'm getting ready to launch my business, my event planning business and planning a launch party. And I had landed a, a, a list of people that had recently went to like bridal showers and uh, conferences where they were looking for event planners. And I got the email list. And so I invited all of them. It was about 100 people that I put on my guest list, ordered food, catered food, all of this stuff, right? The works, gift bags. And as I'm planning, word is getting out. Oh, Karina's planning, you know, launch product. She's having a business. And all these amazing women came to me and said, Karina, I would love to collaborate with you. You know, we offer services A, B, and C. We can help with your launch party. And that mindset of, well, if I need their help, 
to make my launch party a success, then what are my clients going to think? So I turned everyone down. And it was about, I want to say four or five women on businesses that said, I would love to work with you on this. And I said no to everyone. Fast forward, my uh, today of my launch party, I'm so excited because I'm thinking I'm going to book like seven clients tonight, had been sharing it with everyone that you can think of. And I spent the night of my launch party crowd in the bathroom floor because I had a single person showed up, not a single person. Um, and so I always say to people, you know, I was knocked out on my first day and my first round of entrepreneurship. And uh, one thing that I, I enjoy doing is analyzing what did I do to contribute to this success so I can repeat it? Or what did I do to contribute to this downfall so I can avoid it? And when I went, you know, and mentally and emotionally got myself off the ground, it took a few weeks <laughs> emotionally. But um, once I did that, I was like, what did I do to contribute to that? And I was like, I didn't have the courage to I didn't see the value in collaboration. I didn't see the value in joining forces with another woman-owned business that would have been invested in the success of this launch party. So I did that business. I didn't quit. Stuck with it for about three years. It eventually took off. I started working with the Grammys and the NFL Honors Awards. And I had this great success. But like in the back of my mind, no matter how great an event was going, I kept thinking, I can't wait to go home. I can't wait till this is over. And that's how I knew like I reached the point that I'd always wanted to reach in my business, but I wasn't happy and I wasn't sure why. And when I started to pay attention to why, I was like, you're not really doing what you want to do. And I, I realized I really want to work with women. I want to, I enjoyed the collaboration that came from events. And so one night I was praying and I was like, yo God, clearly I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, it's very clear to me that I should be doing something else that I don't, don't know what it is. And that night, you know, I have a great Wi-Fi signal, so I can see you beautifully. And uh, that night, literally the vision of her headquarters came to me as clearly as I can see, as clearly. And uh, the very next morning, I took my website down. Um, I finished out the contracts that I had for my event planning business, for my event planning business clients. And I was working on her headquarters a week later. Uh, I was doing everything wrong because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I started. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. All plant it started from that night on the bathroom floor. So yeah. What a journey. I love that. I, I come from the event business as well. I think maybe we talked about it before. And oh my gosh, I still have PTSD from it because people don't, don't realize you can't turn it off. You yeah. can't turn it off. And when you have those clients, you're you're always thinking, you know, what do I need to do with them? What did I forget? What what's what will help their event? Even you just can't turn it off. But yeah. the fact that I, I love that you identified, uh, this isn't the right fit for me. This is mm -hmm. not what I want to be doing. Now what? Right. And yeah. you just got clear. And I've had those moments too, where, where some, I, that's how fuel the fire came to be is that yeah. I had that same clarity. I'm like, this is it. This is what I want to do. However, I didn't do it quite the way that you did, where I just shut everything else down and just started it. So no, I, I think I was simply waiting for my exit. I just didn't know what it was going to be. And I feel like for me, you know, I, um, I've tried everything my way and failed 120 different times. And I feel like, and it's not that, you know, um, I feel like if you pray, you're necessarily getting the cheat code and you can avoid hardships. Right. But I do, I knew that like, if, if I always pursue this and I've got it and it wasn't, it did not make me happy then there was something bigger that I was supposed to be doing. And I think that sometimes we have this idea that when it's hard, 
you, it makes you question, am I supposed to be doing this? Because if I was supposed to be doing this, it wouldn't be this hard. But I've experienced everything going right and not being happy. And so if you have to really pay attention to like, not necessarily letting your emotions lead you all the time. Because sometimes your emotions can um, take you off path. Um, you know, so like I enjoyed the success. I enjoyed getting the phone call from the Grammys and NFL Honors Awards. But I was at those events like, I can't wait to go home. When is this shit over? That's what I was thinking because I didn't enjoy the work anymore. Yeah, I hear you. And I think that's a really valid point, Karina that pay attention to what your emotions are saying, but what's the underlying reason behind it? Is it just that right. you're just so tired? Is that what it is? Is it that, that you really are burnt out and you don't want to do this business anymore? Or do you just need a break? Right. Or, or what else, what else could it be? There could, it could be a hundred reasons. Right. So I think yeah. that's an important fact to, to evaluate when right. we all go through this. It's not just a symptom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So fast forward. You ended up closing down the first business. Yeah. Now you have your, her headquarters. How's it gone? How many years have you had this, this company? Four years this past, or four years, uh, May, 2023. So we're going on five years now. Okay, great. So talk to me about this. Yeah. Where, you know, it, how are things going? Is it, it, are you hitting the goals that you had anticipated? Talk to me about all of this. Huh. What a loaded question. Yes and no. Like, I'm having the impact that I wanted to have, but not at the pace I wanted to have it at. Um, so something that like literally just signed a contract probably 30 minutes before we got on this call is I'm actually ditching her headquarters app. Um, you're the first person to hear this. We're actually going to go fully desktop, uh, you know, um, online web version because we weren't serving, and, and that's kind of like my North Star. Are we serving women-owned businesses? And are we doing it in a way to make it easier for them to access the opportunities that we're putting at their door? Um, and I was just getting a lot of feedback like, hey, I hate that. We're having glitches. We're, you know, just tech devs team stuff. Like we've had, sh short answer is over the past four years, we've had a beautiful wins and some freaking low lows. And like, uh, it's been really hard and, I'm happy that I haven't quit. Um, I'm excited for what's ahead, but I'm also exhausted. Like, yo, I need a freaking break. Yeah. So like if I have to wrap all up in a pretty package, it's like, we're doing good. We could be doing better. I'm excited to do better, but I'm also proud of like, you haven't tapped out yet because this journey has given you 150 reasons to tap out and you haven't quit yet. You are committed to this girl. Yeah. And there's a number of things that you said that I think are really important points. One is that you realize the app is sucking up too much time and energy and I'm imagining costs. So by offloading that, I can only imagine how you felt when you finally made that hundred percent decision, we're letting it go for now. Yeah. And I wish I would have thought of it sooner. Yeah. yeah I wish I would have thought of it sooner. Hindsight's always 2020, right? It, we all yeah. do that. But the fact that you did, and and so many people, myself included, we struggle with things because we feel like we shouldn't let something go, or we shouldn't change something, or we shouldn't let a client go. But then once we finally decide, you know what, I'm doing it, all of a sudden there's this huge relief. And now you're going to have more bandwidth 
to concentrate on the things that can grow, that are positive, that you can double down on. So congratulations for coming to that conclusion. That's a huge, huge entrepreneurial move, quite frankly. It's a big I'm excited for it. And I don't even think of it as like letting it go. I shouldn't even use that word. I look at it as an upgrade for the company and an upgrade for our users and their experience. Um, We've had, you know, I've, I've mentioned this to you before, like, you know, our original dev team that I had worked with for close to four years was in the Ukraine. And when they were attacked, um, you know, it invaded on that. It, it's crazy how like what can be happening hundreds of thousands of miles away can't inf- inf- uh, impact your company. Um, and so like there's been so many things that happened. I was like, you know what? I, I think I was struggling with you've invested thousands of dollars into building this app. It's a custom code and you built it from scratch, but you've had all these issues. And some of it was really just hiring the right talent. That has been really hard for me, um, especially leading in an area where I don't have that expertise, right? Like, so if you're a hairstylist, you know how to spot a good hairstylist, but if you don't have the skill set, it can be a lot harder for you to identify when you're hiring good talent or someone who's good at finessing. Um, and so that's been a really hard lesson for me to learn. And I'm just excited uh, for what this means for our users and just b- giving them access to the projects and the collaborators that they've been looking for in a smooth, seamless experience that they deserve. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited for you. Okay, so now let's dive in real quick to the different components of your business. You said there's three components. One is the corporate entity of it. So explain that. What's going on there? Yes. So our corporate services, essentially what a, a service that we offer to corporations is our vendor on demand service. So this is not like um, with other companies where a company might go to a provider and say, hey, we're looking for a business that can do A, B, and C, and, they, and this service provider just gives them a directory. Ours is more like a corporate concierge service, matching them to your dream woman-owned business vendors for their company's upcoming projects, events, or campaigns. So I'll use Victoria's Secret as an example. Um, had an exchange with them recently, and I'm, I'm excited about that. So let's just say Victoria's Secret says, I'm just completely making this up. Let's say they're like, hey, um, we're getting ready to do a new launch, a new collection in New York City. We want to only hire women-owned businesses, um, rather be for their DEI goals or whatever their reasons may be, right? But they say, hey, we would like to hire a woman-owned production company for this pop-up, and we'd like to hire, you know, a woman-owned florist company. Uh, what they say to us is, we need someone who can do X. Our budget is Y. Our timeline is Z. So if they say we need a woman-owned business that can provide production services, we have a $25,000 budget and we need them in three weeks. And these are all of our requirements. We're going to use her headquarters as essentially a recruiting ground to find that uh, woman-owned business vendor that Victoria's Secret needs. So we're going to post that project on her headquarters. Hey, this company's looking for this type of business that can do this, this timeline and this budget. And those companies, woman-owned businesses will apply. And we're going to go through the process of vetting them and narrowing it down to the top five to then present to Victoria's Secret. So, hey, you had 100 businesses apply. Based off of our vetting and your requirements and our due diligence, these are the top five that we recommend. And then they would pay us a fee for that service. And then they get to uh, work with an exceptional woman-owned business that can exceed their standards. And, you know, the benefit is that it gives us the opportunity to serve women-owned businesses with access to contracts and opportunities that they would love to have access to. But then also 
really like going a step further. And like I said, instead of just handing over a directory of women-owned businesses in our community to these companies, we're really providing them like an A to Z concierge service um, and, and giving them direct access to great providers of whatever service you're looking for. I love that. So Karina, where can we go find out more about your business? Herheadquarters.app. Okay. It's just like it sounds. Herheadquarters.app. Is that what you said? Yep, that app. Yep. Okay. And so on the landing page, you're gonna you can basically pick like what's your service. Do you want a corporate service? Do you want to learn more about our certification, or do you want to access our platform? So once you get on our website, you can choose your path, and we'll direct you from there. I love it. Go check her out if you are a women-owned business, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast. You want to get involved with what she has going on because she's going up, up, up. And get in now so that you can be part of that journey. Thanks for being here, Karina. Thank you for having me.